Hi, how are we doing today? I almost said this morning. We were, we discussed offline. We're both <laughs> not. <laughs> we're both here. Today's a <laughs> so tough I'm happy to be here because mm-hmm. we'll feel better after. But yeah, today was just not my day. You know, you can't, you can't win them all. Mm-mm. That's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> and like end of doing this at the end of the day, like good energy it's decompressing. Mm-hmm. You're going to go run. I went for a walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today was, yeah. Work is just stressful all of a sudden. I was like, oh, all, I was a baby. And now all of a sudden I have a job. A job. Like mm-hmm. I was a baby at work and now I have like, you, you guys trust me. And that gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> and so I have lingering work anxiety, which sucks because I haven't had that so far. I have that now too, which I didn't used to have. Um, mm-hmm. But something that I saw that helps me with that, it was it was a video. It was a TikTok. I always like, I always refrain from saying I saw a TikTok because it just sounds like- I read an article. <laughs> I read an article about this and it was talking about how um, we should just preface like the work day or work meetings with, you know what? We're all going to die and we don't know when we're going to die or how we're going to die. And we all have families people that we care about, people that care about us. And like, you know, this is an office and this is a job. <laughs> not that big of a deal. Like we ha- we're here because we're healthy, but that's all that matters. And I was like, mm-hmm, we should start meetings like that. We're all going to die one day. So who really cares about this dog treatment? Who really cares speck. about Xbox? Yeah. Who really cares? Like we are a speck in the world, in the universe, in the time continuum. Like this is nothingness. I was, I was actually kind of explaining that to Kai, that concept. And I was like, I was like, we are literally a speck of dust in the like vastness that is the universe. Like nothing is important. Nothing matters. And he was like, this makes me feel better. Like what is wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, it takes like the pressure off. Like who fucking cares? Not like nothing matters in a good way. (laughs) I know when, when things get stressful at work, my boss so I was like it's fucking dog treats that's all it's a dog treat it's not even necessary for survival of dogs we're fun we're supposed to have fun it's supposed to be a fun thing for everyone involved so is xbox it's fun we sell fun fun. yeah like what are you you know you're doing mostly good for the world (laughs) that's the goal um anyway yeah work it's it's a toughie but Mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about the um kind of our advice for like being in your first year after college and we were gonna like prep for this and then we really didn't so we're just gonna wing it today <laughs> like always we have no plan. <laughs> <laughs> um but I did I personally took some notes I'm sure Autumn like either took some notes or has mental notes because she's much more organized than I am so I took notes I was also like so angry all day that like yeah. I wrote down some and then I was like that's just because I'm angry like we should delete that one <laughs> <laughs> like learn how to say no set boundaries those are good ones though <laughs> well they are good ones they are good ones I kept some but some I was like okay we're just being drama queens now <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's what everyone can remember when they're listening to this that they're listening to this through like some negative emotions that we're feeling <laughs> so like have that filter while you're listening to what we're talking about like but, rose-colored lenses but like maybe red for anger I feel like red is rose maybe like black <laughs> <laughs> like, really dark 
Um, yeah, but I think your first year, uh, your first year after college, well, first of all, Autumn and I graduated college in a pandemic. We were 2020 graduates and we literally graduated into like, I mean, a lot of people have now at this point, I'm sure like most of our follow our listeners have experienced this, but it was just a really weird time. And like, I think to your point of boundaries, like a lot of what I'm talking about today is like finding your boundaries and finding your, I don't know, like finding your, your guidelines for life and like building your own system. Because when we graduated, there was like no fucking system for anything. Like we were like, it was the first year of work from home and everyone was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And like, I don't know. So I think there was a lot of ambiguity. So that was kind of, I would say the theme of like my first year out of college, it was very like, just confused. Honestly, I was very confused almost the entire time. But what do you think? I would say for me, the first year out of college theme was depression. Mm. And it was, I think I knew from like hearing about Kai or like Danny, like people in our lives that had graduated before us, that there is a bit of like a post-grad slump just because, Mm. you know, you go from like really such little responsibilities and structure or schedule to now this like forced structure and schedule, maybe working with people you don't necessarily like, or like doing a job you don't necessarily like. So it just felt like there was so much freedom and choice in undergrad. And then now all of a sudden, like rigidity that I didn't even want. And it's not that I don't like structures or habits because I agree. I think a lot of my navigating first year is like finding coping mechanisms and habits that work well for me post-grad, but like, I don't know. I just, and that's also the inspo for like why we started this podcast was people told me it would be like shocking or confusing or depressing, but I, I just had the rose colored lenses on and maybe just chose to not listen because we, you know, we're like, people don't talk about how confusing your twenties are enough, but like, I mean, I remember also parents always saying shit about like, you're not in the real world yet. The real world will show you like this concept of like something is going to change someday and it's going to be harder and you'll see. But I think maybe it just, I just thought not for me, (laughs) not for me, things aren't going to be like that. I'm just going to get my dream job out of college and like be so inspired and like travel the world and do whatever I want, whenever I want. And so um, it was like, depression low energy I was like struggling with like hormone problems and weight gain just like didn't feel comfortable with like who I was in any sense of the word Mm -hmm. the way I don't even know what phrase that is but any of the senses that you could feel like yourself I didn't (laughs) feel like myself (laughs) and um so it was very tough and and so I think one it's comforting to listen to other people's stories about this if you're currently going through that and Mm. you I think Jordan and I have some good tips and we've transformed so much in the last three years so so hopefully we can give you some good insight yeah and I will say shout out Kai um because he really was our first he he like hated graduated college and we were like yeah we like saw it through him (laughs) so and I think that helped my my transition a little bit more because 
being in a senior in college and him not being in college was actually like straining on our relationship because we were just in very different places. And so while like some things in my life got harder, my relationship got easier as I graduated college because Kai and I were just in a much more similar place, like just the activities we wanted to do. And I think that even looking at the first year out of college to like now, now we have like all of the exact same like we're both morning people but that did not used to be the case but like from senior year was a little bit tough in a relationship because he was like graduated working full-time he couldn't just like come for I was like I'm off Friday and he's like cool I'm working like I was like I don't have class Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday and like only a half day Monday and he's like okay I'm working every day of the week and so yeah it was funny I think weirdly Kai had like I mean obviously a lot to do with my year but like how emotionally impacted me and you I think we were really aware of what was coming because of his experience and I remember too god poor Kai, we would bully him so hard <laughs> not wanting to get hammered on Friday and Saturday and Sunday uh I have to go to work like it's I don't feel good hung over at work and we were like you're so boring you're so lame like, like we have school like we still do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like we work, we get it. And, and so, yeah, we definitely, it's funny though. Cause you say that you felt like your relationship got easier that first year. I feel like for me, then Sean and I experienced what you and Kai experienced because I was out of college and like he was still in college and we were still doing long distance. So like that first year was probably harder for us. I remember I had to, like, I told him, I was like, dude, if you don't figure it out and if we can't, live in the same place after graduating like I don't want to do long distance anymore because it's not as easy as it was in college like I'm not distracted by friends all the time like I'm working this job that I don't like and then I come home and like don't even have friends to hang out with like I'm not there's nothing in my life that's giving me joy right now and not that it's your responsibility to give me joy but if I'm also sad missing you like I don't I don't want to deal with that for much longer so like get it here in a year <laughs> and he got here and it's been so much better but like it's interesting because I experienced that in reverse yeah it really was like a big I don't know it's it's very much a big transition for your relationship like wherever you are well anyway um that was not what we were planning on talking about <laughs> today but obviously I feel like everything comes back to our long-term <laughs> so we were like always just talking about those <laughs> regardless um yeah, so we can just kind of get into our tips. Autumn, I'm sure, like I said, we did not plan or discuss. So I'm sure we'll have overlap. But I think what we can maybe do is just go back and forth and say a couple. So mm-hmm. I'll start. Um, and we kind of talked about this earlier. Obviously, this was top of mind for me. But I think establishing a work-life balance, and I'm going to add into that, like a work-slash-life-slash-social-life balance, because my understanding of my needs when it came to socializing versus what I actually needed when it came to socializing were completely different. And I did not realize it. And it was really, really contributing to my burnout my first year after college, when I was trying to maintain this like college level of socialization and thinking that I needed to see friends every night and chat with people every night and like go out two times a weekend or like as much as I could, you know, I think I really was focused on maximizing my social life because that's what I did so much in college that I thought it would translate over. And I realized that like, I really needed a lot of other things 
to make sure my week felt balanced and to make sure I felt rested and restored to manage like the workload that is a professional job. And it took me a while to figure that out. But I think starting to really think through like your social life, do I have boundaries around my social life? Do I have time for myself? And do I have boundaries around work? Which again, like with work from home is really important and hard to do. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of people say find work-life balance, but I would add the like, figure out where the balance is with your social life, because it's going to be a lot, it's probably going to be a lot different than it was for you in college. Yeah. I think my first one is like a similar note of that, which is get comfortable spending time alone, Mm -hmm. whether or not you need, like your, all your friends are in a different city and you're like alone by choice or just because you're like prioritize, you know, one night a week, that's like a you night where you do whatever you want, just because the older that we get, people progress in like relationships, start families, like get really invested in their careers. Your friends aren't, a lot of them aren't going to have the same level of time for you as they used to have. And so if you're not comfortable alone, it's going to be a rude awakening. And so you can just do baby steps by like, finding, you know, an hour each day or like something where you just hang out with yourself and you're not like scrolling on social media. You're like being intentional about being with yourself and really developing that like self-loving relationship. Because I think especially after, yes, our like, you know, massively busy social lives in college, it, everyone knows like struggling with FOMO and like feeling like, you know, if you're not out there, you're not doing all of it, then like you didn't have a good weekend or a fun weekend. But like, you'll also learn that like, just because you're not with your friends every time they're hanging out, doesn't mean that they're going to stop loving you or like stop being your friend. And if, if that's like a real fear and a real problem in your relationships and like, sounds like those aren't maybe the right relationships because like, your friend should still love you. Even if you say, no, I'm going to stand by myself on Friday night. Like they're not going to not invite you next weekend, you know? And Mm -hmm. so getting over FOMO and really learning to love hanging out with yourself are like some of the two biggest (laughs) wins that I think you could, you could do in your, in your first year of post-graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Being alone and being comfortable being alone is really big. Um, uh, my next one is kind of, we can, we'll just keep it in this theme a little bit, but, um, I, it's kind of two parts, like merging a couple thoughts together, but the first thing being like, find a community. And I said, I wrote like save quality for friendships and save quantity for community, like find a lot of opportunities to be engaged in your community, have different touch points where you're seeing the same people interacting just having like those small interactions throughout the day I have found like honestly really helps my mood and my feelings of loneliness and all of these things like I go to the same smoothie place and I recognize the people that work there and like they know my order and it's just kind of like a cute little moment that I have I can have every day um and then to the quality friendships point like to your point, start taking real note like your time is going to be the most valuable thing that you have in your 20s and you're going to want to be very intentional about where you spend it. So like start paying attention and getting a little more critical of like the people around you and how they're making you feel. 
I've gotten really intentional about like only putting my time with people who I leave feeling like my cup is full. And there's definitely people that I don't really hang out with as much. Cause like, I do love them as humans and I like want the absolute best for them. And like, we had really good friendships in college or whatever, but after I hang out with them, I feel like drained and like, I'm rethinking everything I said to see if maybe they misinterpreted it or they were judging me. And I think that's something I just, I, this year was like, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, I don't have time for that anymore. And so the earlier you can figure that out and the more comfortable you are being alone, the like better you're going to feel throughout the week. Mm -hmm. You know, I think our notes are so perfectly like intertwined, like, (laughs) and like on that note, (laughs) piggybacking off of Jordan's last I kind of like had a dual one that was try to make friends outside of your college friend group slash get hobbies. I think hobbies are a good way to make friends outside of your like current, but I also, it's not that like your college friends are not good for you or good to hang out with. But I think from what I've seen from a lot of our friends who have either like stayed in LA or like stayed um, collectively in a large group. When I talk to them individually, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm, I don't want to keep partying every weekend, or I don't want to keep being stuck in these patterns that I was in in college, but because they're not over the FOMO and they (laughs) are not comfortable being alone or saying no to things, then, um, sometimes they feel like they get sucked into like being the same older version of themselves. And, and so I think one of the best things for me and you was like, moving to cities where we didn't really have like core friend groups here because we were forced to be alone, forced to like get hobbies, to try to develop some sense of community. And like, it's been working. It's like not for me, it hasn't been like the fastest or easiest process, but I finally feel like, Oh, you know, I'm like making acquaintances slash friends at ice skating and like at dancing. Cause I'm going two or three times a week to both of these things. And like you know, eventually when you see the same face over and over, you're going to be like, Hey, you did really good on that dance today. Like just making the small comments and those smaller comments eventually turn into like friendships or like, mm-hmm. even if they're just surface level, like people that you, you know, connect with on whatever level that may be. And so, yeah, I think you don't have to leave your college friends or not be friends with them. That is not what I'm saying, but maybe you should expand so that you can see there are people that are maybe doing other things outside of partying every weekend. There are people who like are not in that same habit cycle that you're in. If, if you're trying to get out of that, you know? Yeah. And I think like a lot of our friends from college, like obviously we were different, but we also were kind of like different versions of the same font. Like we were like, you know, like bold and like semi like me and you as different people or a whole friend me group? and you are whole group, but me and you were yeah. like the exact same font <laughs> like, <laughs> we were like different letters in the same, same like font caps and like, yeah. like so but like with the rest of your friends like you know we kind of came from similar backgrounds we had similar interests in college like we had similar lifestyles we really were very similar to each other. And I think one of the fun things about finding a community is like you start to get to know people that are a lot different from you and like come from different things and have different backgrounds and 
are doing different things with jobs. Like a lot of our friends are doing very similar things. And so I think it's great to see when you're, you know, trying to figure your shit out, which like is going to be the theme of your first year after college, seeing other people and like what they're doing. And especially if you pick something like, if you're like, oh, I like people who I, or like, I like ice skating, you know, then you find all these people who are ice skating and like, you know, that's not a cheap hobby. So like, how are they able to do it? What are they doing? What kind of flexibility do they have in their life? Like, it just gives you more perspective than I think you have if you just stay in that same college bubble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I think I was so stuck in like a, you need to have this job to like work your way up in this thing to make money or to like support yourself or to do the things you love. But yes, seeing other people from different job backgrounds at my hobbies, I'm like, you know what? That person is like fucking like Kundalini yoga teacher. She's over here living her best life, traveling through Europe, going to dance classes. Like she's making it work somehow. Like you don't have to do this like one path that you thought was the right way. And yeah, I think when in college, we did have such similar backgrounds and went into such similar fields that I thought like looking around, like that's the only path, like, and they're succeeding. So why am I not? But then opening your eyes to like, no, there's other options. There are other paths. Like you don't have to just be locked in to this one. Which is kind of hilarious that you're saying that. And like, I'm thinking through the fact that I changed out of Marshall business school Cause I was like, I am looking around and everyone looks like they're doing the exact same thing. And like, I don't want to do that. So I went to like the other copy paste school at Annenberg. <laughs> I was like, and, like now I work in marketing, like every other bitch I graduated with. So I just thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I think new perspectives is great. And on that note, <laughs> to piggyback, um, we had a whole episode on hobbies. I don't remember which one it was, but go back. It's like one of the earlier ones on like building hobbies. But the best or something. Yeah. The best thing that you can do is realize that you don't need to be good at things that you want to do. And that was like a huge realization. Like when you're in college, you're in this achievement oriented mindset. And like you're coming out of high school where you were like, you know, I was playing sports to get the recognition. And so I like wanted to be starting and I wanted to be like going to state championships. So I was playing the teams where I would like get the recognition so I could put it on my resume and go to college and like then you do that again in college. And so you're really programmed for a while to be like, things aren't worth your time unless they're adding value. Mm -hmm. But then you realize like, oh, things add value without like a gold star attached to it. And the sooner that you realize that, like, I honestly have gotten so much happier realizing like I can do what I want. I have been so scared of art. Like I have been told and just thought I was horrible at art my entire life that I would never do it. And I was like, oh, like I'm an athlete. I'm not like an artist. Mm-hmm. And I just went to a painting class with Danny and like letting go of my fear of it. I feel like made, like I was proud of my little painting that I did. And like, I just think that once you can, the quicker you can overcome that and it's a muscle, it's like something you have to do and train like your confidence in, but the quicker you can overcome that, the like faster you'll find joy because you'll be like willing to try new things and find hobbies that you're actually going to enjoy and spending your time doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, now I keep wanting to say it on that note, which I don't want to, <laughs> I know I'm like, I don't have another transition phrase. But maybe like a side note to that side comment is read mastery by Robert Green. If you even not even if like, if, even if you love your job, like, I think it's a very good young twenties book to read just because it talks about all of these people 
who, you know, famous names throughout history of experts in their field, but detailing their 20 or 30 years before their expertise and like all of their different, you know, random jobs and odds and ends that they did and random hobbies they liked and how the value of each of those things, they like combined them all to be the best in this next field. Like, you know, working at a bookshop helped this one like expert physicist, like, you know, it like developed his curiosity to think about things differently. I don't know. It's just like seeing the value and where you are right now. And maybe in your like learning how to get over your fear of painting. And like, if you develop painting as a hobby more, like what could that bring you in you, in your career currently, or in your like ultimate dream, like living on your spiritual alignment path career, like maybe horseback riding or soccer is something key in that for you. Like, how can you combine all of them to like offer a specific service or value to wherever you're at? And I also think that being bad at things is like humbling and it gives you perspective, which is valuable. Like you're, if you are good at everything that you do, you're like not going to be a good teammate. You're not going to be willing to do things because of fear of failure. And like there, yeah, there's definitely like professional repercussions and like career growth repercussions of like being afraid of failure and a really easy way to overcome a fear of failure is to participate in hobbies and (laughs) And fail (laughs) and like be mad at them and embarrass yourself because like nobody cares. Um, I have one more. Do you have one more or do you want me to end with mine's a cute ender? So, well, I have like, I have two more, but one is like quick and lighthearted. Okay, go do that one. Okay. The quick and lighthearted one. Or do you want to end with the quick and lighthearted one? Okay. We'll do the quick and lighthearted one. Okay. Learn that less is more at the grocery store. I think it's okay to go back to the store a second time that week if you need something more. My like first six, seven months out of college, I was spending, I don't even want to say how much I was spending because <laughs> it was scary. But that's partially because I'm someone who like also likes health as a hobby. So I was like getting sucked in by Whole Foods and like their merchandise team, they really got me on lock. Like <laughs> I, I was a good, a good customer and was spending way more than I should. I was spending like $200 a week on groceries just because I loved buying them. And also because I didn't know how much was right. Like how much was enough food for me for the week. And like, I was ending up like throwing away a lot of it and not finishing all of it. And so that's a skill that I've had to refine. It's like cooking for one is tough. And so it's okay if you only know like, okay, Monday, I want to eat this. So I'm going to get that from the store and it's going to last me until Wednesday. Maybe I'll go back again on Wednesday. I know when we had Jackie on our podcast, she was saying that she goes to the grocery store every day just to get food for that day. Like she has her standard breakfast stuff, but she just goes and gets whatever she's craving for dinner to make for that night. But honestly, that's good. And she's probably spending less than I was originally grocery shopping because I was trying to imagine, well, what if I want this? And what if I want that? I'm going to just buy it all. Like it was just, it it was a weird learning curve that I wouldn't have expected to like have had that. (laughs) Yeah, I really thought weekly grocery runs were like the requirement, but I have definitely kind of I mean we do like midweek it's way easier to prep for like three days so like think about Mm -hmm. the next three days don't think about the next seven days that's overwhelming (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think 
Okay, you can do your next one because mine, my, okay. mine's a good ender. Okay, my next one is you are not defined by your title at work or the job that you hold or do. Like it doesn't have any real value for who you are in the world and like what you bring to the table and whether that's in your personal life or like in your professional life even just because your title is director doesn't mean that like you're an amazing director or just because your title is like entry level doesn't mean that you're only providing entry level value to the company and if you feel like stunted or like stuck or like you're not being promoted quickly enough like it's not a reflection of you or the work that you do and just learn how to get value like base your internal value off of like who you are at your core and like as a good person and like your work title has nothing to do with that and it's okay and that's something that I've really taught myself in the last like six months like am I doing well enough to get promoted at my work? Yes. hundred percent. I know that. Are they promoting me? No. <laughs> and that's okay. That's where the company's at financially. That's their decision, whatever. But I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table and I know I'm good at this. And I, I was stuck for a long time thinking like, well, all of my friends are getting promoted. All of my friends make like double what I make. Like everyone is so much further along than I am in that way. But I'm like, just because they have a better title on paper or like make more money. Like it doesn't mean that they have more value inherently. Like mm. that's not, it's, it's totally different circumstances. So like not to get too comparison, comparison E with your career and just dr- derive value of like who you are at your core, because that was a tough, a steep learning curve for me, but yeah. I have, I have crossed it. <laughs> and also like knowing that I don't know. I feel like everyone's lying. Like this is something I realized pretty quickly at work because mm-hmm. I was in like a cohort of a bunch of people our age and everyone was like, I'm so busy. Like my calendar is so stocked. Like I am very important. And like, he, like, I don't have any time for you. And I was like, you're fucking what? 22. Like we just got out of college. Like there's no chance that you have like no time. And just like knowing that. And again, like w- definitely like separating your value because it's not important, but also recognizing that like a lot of people are fluffing it up. And like, if you do get compare like, don't worry about it because a lot of people are lying. And also nobody has any fucking idea what they're doing at work. That's something I've learned. Like literally nobody knows what they're doing. Everyone's just fucking making it up. The quicker you can figure out that nobody knows what they're doing. And the most important thing is knowing how to ask the right questions, the easier your job will be. <laughs> Which I wasn't going to say, but that is something I, I was just talking to my mentee about. And I was like, yeah, nobody has any fucking idea what they're doing. They're just figured out. Um, my final one, which I think is a sweet one to end on is to like, let yourself feel the feels and like recognize that this is a tough transition time and it's totally okay to be feeling whatever you're feeling and I think a lot of times when I talk to people our age they're like I felt like I was the only person feeling this way and in reality like so many people are that's literally why we started this podcast was because we kept having this same conversation over with people our age and we're like someone needs to fucking talk about this Mm -hmm. and so I think just like allowing yourself the space to mourn college and grieve some of the friendships that you may lose and be lonely in a new city. Like you, 
are going to get through it and like know that the end is there and you can do these things to get to the end but like also know that it's just something like you kind of have to go through and you'll grow at the end of it like you will be I love who I am now a lot more than I love who I was as a senior in college and like I am much more proud of myself and I feel so much more grown than I did than I was at that age and so just like kind of let it's going to be hard but like let yourself go through it Mm -hmm. yeah there's so much growth and not just the first year but like first couple years outside of graduation I remember like thinking of like a 22 year old I'm like oh they're so young but like I'm only 24 but it just feels so different in terms of like everything I've seen and what I've had to go through (laughs) yeah it is Uh, it does I mean and we're still babies like in the real world which is crazy but it's it's you like it's a huge period of growth in like a very short amount of time but it's good growth so lean into it Mm -hmm. growth doesn't have doesn't change doesn't normally feel like super good like Mm -hmm. you're definitely gonna be there's there's mourning there's layers that you're shedding and older versions that you can like feel sad for you know like learning how to grieve for like your younger self I'm like oh baby autumn is sad and that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. Things mean more than one thing at once. There's so much good and there's so much hard at the same time. Yeah, totally. Agreed. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, after that therapy trauma dump session, um, we would love you guys to to rate the podcast or write a review for the podcast. Send us a screenshot so we can enter you in our contest post stories post us on a tiktok i don't care anything social media yeah tag your friends whatever it is you'll get an entry into our skinny confidential ice roller and daily stoic journal giveaway which is hot girl habits our hot girl habits that we're bringing into this year and carrying on forever so mm-hmm. so enter our giveaway and we'll probably announce the winner like end of march maybe i don't know somewhere around there unlimited entries so (laughs) yeah literally unlimited entries so do all the things um yeah do all that someday (laughs) we'll get a better close for you guys but well (laughs) see you next week okay woohoo woohoo